live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. I'm talking to America here. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric in for Vince, Adam Roberts in studio with me. Debbie Olaska's got your roads, and thanks to Greg Pancake Hill for keeping us on track today. Vince returns to the studio in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those uh, wonky wildcard days in our yeah. history. Yeah, so interesting day today. So Vetrano is actually working the afternoon show. So Mercure is in Norway. Matzik is off. So Vince is pulling double duty, kind of. So he's doing the afternoon show, but he's also helping me out because I need to leave early because it's very important for me to play golf today. And why is that, Eric? <laughs> Just because I enjoy playing golf, Adam. There's, no, no, there's uh, got to be so, a bigger yeah. picture. Yes, yes, here. yes. So I'm playing on behalf of uh, JDR after having their big golfing event in Lake Geneva today, and it's uh, to raise money uh, for type 1 diabetes, which... I have type 1 diabetes. Anyone who's uh, listened to the program knows that that's a big deal for me. So I'm very proud uh, to be uh, taking part in that and helping with the fundraiser today. So I need to jet out of here in about 15 minutes. So Vince is going to come in and, and finish this show. And then it's a crazy busy day for him and for everybody. So not only will it be on the afternoon show, but we have news today. So a couple of things. So here in about 15 minutes or so, uh, the abortion services will continue at uh, two locations in Wisconsin. Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin announced last week, if you had heard, that uh, due to some um, rulings made by a judge in July, that they felt that they could start moving forward with abortion services. So they're going to do so for one location in Madison and the other location here in Milwaukee on Water Street. That's right. And we had uh, Sydney Orr from TMJ4 earlier on Wisconsin's morning news at that facility. And at that time, that was about 610 this morning. Everything seemed very quiet, just a lot of the news types doing their stand-ups like she was this morning, but now we're coming up on 15 minutes here until those appointments are set to begin, and Sydney mentioned a pro-life group is expected to be protesting, the pro-choice group choosing until uh, later this evening to do their, I guess you wouldn't wouldn't really call it a counter-protest because they're labeling it a celebration. Sure. But you can read between the lines, and it seems pretty evident. So that'll be a big story today, throughout the day, and into tomorrow and into the week, especially with that story as it continues to evolve. The other big one, which will also last several days and weeks potentially, is the big announcement from Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and other members of the Republican legislature about comprehensive plans for maintenance funding for the Milwaukee Brewers. So at 10 a.m. today... Robin Voss is going to be in the home dugout detailing what their plan is. Very specific. They said, go through the right field gate. We will be at the home dugout. I don't know the symbolism that's supposed to entail, but that's where we'll be. Wouldn't it be great if he came out like wearing a uniform? Like had the cap on. Hey guys, never worn a uniform before. Number one on the field, number one in the legislature. So, <laughs> so they will announce a plan. Now this doesn't mean they have the votes, but you would like to think that this has got you a little bit closer. Journal Sentinel has a lot of the details of what this plan is likely going to look like. So it's about $600 million of both state and local funds for American Family Field's long-term renovation. So this has to do with the maintenance. This is contractually an obligation the state has to provide for their leasing agreement. Um, it would include money from Milwaukee County and the city of Milwaukee, according to the paper, uh, and money from the brewers, of course. Now, the original proposal 
didn't have that included from the governor, uh, money from the Brewers per se. So this could also extend the Brewers' lease to the ballpark. So right now it's supposed to end in 2030. Perhaps they can push it till 2050. Once you release the information, then comes the hard part, selling it to those who still need to buy in. Especially, I feel, as people, you and I, and most of us here who live in southeast Wisconsin, the issue of trying to sell it to the rest of the state because I have to imagine that at least a portion of that public contribution will not just be from the immediate area. We had the five county tax, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to have to be a pitch to the state. And we've already heard, Eric, from previous stories covering this this year, that it seems like that's going to be a tough sell to areas outside of this immediate surrounding area. See, the, the way I, I've looked at it, if, if, if you pull back, the idea of the Brewers not being in Milwaukee seems unbelievably unheard of. So, Except for when it wasn't, because we've been through this before. Yeah. That said, to let a team walk, a Major League Baseball team walk, everyone knows that that is a terrible idea. Unless, of course, you just don't like the team. But as far as what it can do to a, an area, whether it's the the economy of the area, whether it's the businesses involved or whatnot, uh, wh- whether it's the philanthropic idea of what the players and the team brings to the area. There's a lot of reasons why a Major League Baseball team brings good. Um, But what I'll say is I firmly believe that lawmakers have always known there was going to be a deal. It's just a matter of where everyone can kind of position themselves so they don't look bad. I was going to say this I, does I don't come look ac- bad, so this comes across like a how can we be the victors here? You mentioned him coming out on the dugout smiling in a uniform as it's a joke, <laughs> but it kind of oh, it, it's a simile it, for please what they're it. trying to do. And, and I will say this: there's also that factor when you look at trying to sell this to the outside Milwaukee area. Is that I don't want to call it nostalgia, but they're going to use your memories of bringing the whole family down to then Miller Park, now American Family Field. And do you really want that gone? Do you want to see a husk of a stadium, the wart of Milwaukee, (laughs) sitting vacant on the west side? No, you don't want that. Save the team. We'll see. We'll see how it goes today. So the news conference scheduled around 10 a.m. Adam, you'll be there for it as Robin Voss announces their plan for funding, maintenance, and renovations at AmFam Field. It is 8.19. Before we get to 8.30 in the headlines of the day and before Vince Vetrano returns and takes over for the rest of the show. I want to see him just kick open the door with a scepter and walk yeah. in. I have arrived! He's already ready to go. Yes, he is. He has made that very clear. A couple of quick stories to let you know about. Yes, five Americans detained in Iran, some of them for years, have now left the country. The five will be flown from Doha to Washington, D.C., part of a complex deal with Iran that allowed for $6 billion in Iranian assets to be transferred from a restricted account in South Korea to Qatar. Five Iranians in the U.S. will be granted freedom, some of whom were not convicted. So this paves the way for international national banks to allow the transfer of what is six billion dollars of oil revenue back to iran now the white house insists that iran will not be getting sanctions relief and that the money will be used for humanitarian purposes with u.s oversight on how that money is used so this is going forward the white house says nope they're not we're not just giving them six billion dollars they say um how that money will get used and how it will be policed i think is yet to be seen but that is the the plan anyway uh, the other story that's got me thinking, 
<laughs> what are you thinking, Eric? I, they're searching for a missing jet. A missing F-35B Lightning II has disappeared. Realizing that there was a problem with the aircraft, the pilot of the Marine F-35 ejected and was hospitalized in stable condition. But no one knows where the plane ended up. Yeah, no one knows where the plane is. Where's that plane, that giant aircraft? The fighter jet was assigned to Joint Base Charleston. Searchers are concentrating on a lake in that area, a body of water about 14 miles across and 75 feet deep at its deepest. Perhaps and it's there, but they have no idea. The plane kept moving after he flew out. He jumped out. Plane kept flying. Just kept on going. And we heard earlier this morning uh, the funny line of the day, I think, from ABC. Uh, Jim Ryan, longtime reporter out there. If you happen to find a state-of-the-art F-35B Lightning II. You know, if you happen <laughs> to just be waltzing around, gone your morning grocery run, turn the corner and say, oh, hey. Wouldn't that be great? You're just walking the dog. Taking a walk along the lake, and there's just the stealth fighter. Dog's just sniffing. Huh. What's what's it? What do you got? What do you got? Look at that. Oh. So, yeah, they're still searching for this. The all assumption and presumption is is that it's sitting in this lake, in this body of water. Also important to note, the pilot of that plane is safe. Yeah, and that's pilot's the, out. Yeah. Pilot's, pilot's good to go, ejected, and uh, is going to be fine. Stable condition. But, yeah, the plane itself... Still missing. Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince Vetrano going to jump in studio here in just moments. Adam Roberts has the bottom of the hour headlines. We'll get to it next. Starting Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 836. Vince Vetrano back what, in studio. What just happened? <laughs> Welcome aboard, Vince. Good to see you. You guys explained what what is going on here today. Yes. Right? Yeah, Eric's it's out. all mashed up. Yeah, it's a very strange day. Now, I'll help you out. I saved this one just for you. I was going to run yes. the story earlier, but I thought I'd get a reaction out of you on this one. So I, I, I promise. You have been a very vaunted uh, speaker, not necessarily on behalf of the MCTS Connect One Bus Rapid Transit. That's fair. Uh, you have dubbed it the Magic Bus. The Magic Bus. And I've got an update for you this morning on said bus. So you'll know that as of right now, MCTS has been riding and operating that bus for free. You can ride that all the way out to Watertown Plank Road or down to downtown Milwaukee. doesn't cost you a cent. Well, they have announced today that the bus will remain free into early 2024. But that's not an act of goodwill necessarily. Not just like, okay, this is the way it's going to be. It's because of supply chain delays. Uh, the MCTS saying today pre-board fare equipment is not ready to install as had been previously planned for the bus this fall. And so fares will remain free of charge for riders into early 2024. As far as the actual when fares will start, MCTS has not uh, does not have an answer for that yet. And uh, of course, you know, Half the, half the fleet right now is not even on the roads because of those battery issues that they were dealing with as well. Uh, ridership numbers in so far, about 3,600 riders per day on Connect One. And, and so this was the vendor who is creating this, uh, both the software and the hardware for collecting the fares. This was the vendor that made it possible for MCTS riders to ride the Magic Bus for free for this time. They paid that leg. I wonder, since it's on their end... Are they going to pay, like, who's taking it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Right? Yeah, that uh, manufacturer Nova bus uh, was the ones yeah. with the batteries also. 8.37 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wisconsin's Morning News on this Monday morning. And Eric Bilstead off to, what is it, uh, JDRF, right? This is golf outing, yep. juvenile diabetes research, and Eric's going to, they're going to find a cure today. 
Entonces, <laughs> that's what it said. Maybe Eric, wishful like, thinking. Today you got it, right? No, but a, a lot of really important work uh, goes into making life more livable for people who live with juvenile diabetes. And then, of course, in the case of Eric and so many others like him, becomes regular old adult diabetes. And uh, two types. Eric is type one, right? That's the kind where Correct. it's uh, more genetic. And so... It's just something he lives with, and I, I, I love and respect that Eric works so hard to, to help others because uh, he's got it managed, but uh, particularly for young people when they first find out, like, hey, here's what the rest of your life looks like, that can be a very difficult thing to manage. So um, helping Eric out so that he can be out there doing that important work today. I want to tell you about a super impressive Eagle Scout project, and I, I assure you, because everyone's going, oh, I know Eagle Scouts, and I know some of these projects. This, this one stands out. I say that because I've known many Eagle Scouts. They do amazing projects, and this one diminishes none of those great projects, but it stands out to me. Eagle Scout is the highest rank in scouting and usually achieved mid to late teens, if you know any Eagle Scouts. Uh, Sophomore, junior, senior year is when they're achieving that rank because they have all of these things, a series of badges that they need to acquire and earn. And the requirements also call for the Eagle Scout service project late in the effort. The prospective scouts, they submit a plan for creating or fixing or doing something with a significant community impact. Uh, you know, many do park benches. They'll create, you know, and I, I don't mean just like they'll buy park, like they make them out of wood. I've seen the park bench projects. Yeah, right. I have seen it just right? when you go about this time of year, you'll see someone yes. in, do they, are they in uniform sometimes when they do these things in public? Oh, sure. Right. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I've seen be doing uniform scouts doing the work before. A friend, his son was working on rebuilding like a collapsed part of one of our walking trails out there. Like <laughs> it involved engineering great work. stuff, like really impressive stuff. Uh, well, so this dude happens to be one of my kids' friends at Greendale High School. His name is Nick Galusha. And Nick, you can just kind of tell he's going places, right? This is going to be you know, the kind of person who is super driven, he's committed, and also is already the kind of person you can't say no to, hmm. right? So when you're Explain. asking for help, right, he's one of these people, you ever you have CEOs of some nonprofits, they come around and they're like, hey, here's what we need from you. And you're like, okay, I'll do it, right? There is no saying no to people like that who are so so driven. And Nick's one of those guys. So I attended the ceremony for the ribbon cutting of this project. It was Friday afternoon, and I'll give you a clue as to what it is. Here's Nick talking about when he first got the idea. So I remember my freshman year, I was sitting in my history class, and the class made a comment saying, why can't we go out there? And the teacher said, well, there's nothing out there. And I thought, you know, maybe we can change that. And that was my thoughts right there. And then it just kind of sprang into action. Uh, the first time I talked about the project was our superintendent, Dr. Midzik. We were on a trip to Washington, D.C. with our choir and orchestra. I walked into the lobby and I said, Dr. Midzik, lay it on me. What kind of projects can we get going on at the high school? So Nick is a junior this year. He mentions the superintendent, and I still haven't told you what he did. Mm-mm. I'm keeping it a surprise. So he mentioned Kim Amidzik. She, uh, of course, has to sign off as superintendent on any major project involving the school. And this was, again, can I build you a couple of benches? Can I do this? Can I clean up this space? It was far more ambitious than that. And she knows Nick. So here's how her end of that conversation went. It absolutely stands out. It is an overwhelming and ambitious project. And I knew Nick was capable of taking on a challenge of that magnitude. And he sure delivered. All right. So tell me what he did already. Nick mentioned looking out the window saying, why can't we go out there? So Greendale High School is built, as many are, you know, it's got a couple of levels, but in the middle, sort of as the hallways go around in like a square, there's a courtyard. Right. I think of St. Thomas More on Milwaukee's Southside. They kind of have that brick structure and then in the middle, and theirs is to... 
the credit, kind of an empty space with maybe just a couple of benches. It was the same thing. I went to Tosi East and we had a, a courtyard that no one ever went out to, no one ever used because it really wasn't anything. It was just like a space that was unused. And it was nice because you had the windows and you had light coming in, but it was empty space. So Nick's project was to grade, fill, landscape the entire space, added a concrete patio, expansive patio, with a giant pergola, like a permanent building structure. In addition, this whole thing is wired for tech. It's got a flat screen in the pergola, benches all around, wow. state-of-the-art sound system fills the entire space. So there's speakers that you don't even notice, but they're kind of woven into sort of the landscape. It is amazing. So I'm here, Adam, at this thing, and of course I'm... <laughs> Thinking right away, like, how much do you think something like this costs? <laughs> it's a good question <laughs> right? to ask. I'm looking at the, the concrete alone, and since I know our friends at Johnson & Sons Paving, I know a little bit about, you know, so I'm kind of doing the math on the concrete alone, and I'm coming up to like thirty dollars or $40,000 mm. just on the concrete. Not the building, certainly not all the tech, not all the grading and everything that ha- had to happen before. Nick tells me his project all in cost around $120,000. So a lot of people were really interested by the prospect because a lot of people aren't really used to these huge projects, but it was really an honor to get to know all these people all in the Milwaukee area. And really some people at first were like, Nick, where did you find those uh, big donations from and all that? And I said, it's all just part of the process. People want to help a lot, and it's really great to see those partners in our community. This is insane. I'm just thinking about when I was a high schooler trying to pitch at St. Mary's Springs Hey, maybe we can make homeroom a couple of minutes longer and just being told, get out. Ambitious project, young man. Right. No, thank (laughs) you. Right. So uh, I'll shout out a couple of the people he mentioned working with partners, working with people in the community because it takes a village. J&J Contractors in Greendale really kind of was like, uh, what do you call that? Sort of the general contractor for the whole project. And they're right down the street from the high school. So instrumental in doing tons of work and getting their partners on board. I talked with Jason Cyborowski from J&J. He told me like as costs were piling up, starting to think like, geez, this is, you know, it keeps getting more ambitious and, you know. And you can't, once you're started, I mean, you can't just stop. That's what he said. What am I supposed to do? Tell Nick, no, like I can't. So they just got it done. They pressed on their partners and other people that might help them. Out of sight, home technologies did all the tech. I was talking to those guys. They're like, I don't know if if people know or will appreciate like how nice this system is that we got here, it's top of the line, everything. But that's Galusha. This kid's incredible. Nick's still working toward that Eagle Scout rank. So the ceremony is hopefully going to be around January. I have a few more requirements left to wrap up. But really? Hopeful, What's left to do? I got two merit badges left in that cell, family life and personal management. So in the phases of finishing that up, and then it becomes an interview with about five people, and then after that you become certified as a Eagle Scout. Nice. What are you going to do with your life? I hope to go into the uh, health field and actually pursue being a physician assistant. So congratulations. Thank you to Nick Galusha and everybody who helped, who got on the Nick Galusha train. I know there were a lot of them. Really extraordinary young man who's on his way to great things. So thought I'd mention that because we spend on time to time, Adam, as you know, on this show, you know, Wondering, like, geez, this next generation of workers, they're not up to the task. or Been hearing it a lot coming up through the industry. All right, you got big shoes to fill, kid. Yes, right, exactly. So uh, here's one young man and a lot of folks helping him get things done. 849 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight fifty three, Wisconsin's morning news. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Here's what Nansky has for us.
Today, high of 73 degrees, just a touch cooler near the lake under mostly sunny skies, increasing clouds with a slight chance of showers late tonight and a low down to 57. Bring in Sandy Max for WTMJ now, which is coming up next, and an- another week of guest hosts. Well, not a full week. One more. Okay. One more. We uh, end with a super spectacular finale as Steve Scafidi returns tomorrow from Italy, but today... President and CEO of Visit Milwaukee, Peggy Williams-Smith, is my guest co-host. Got a lot to talk about. Hey, I wanted to mention, Definitely. too, coming out of the weather, Did you, uh, Adam mentioned that he saw my post. So about this time of year, when you have the relatively warmer waters of Lake Michigan over the cooler air, mm-hmm. you get these giant cloud banks that form out over the lake. Our friend Craig Coplain, WTMJ meteorologist, he used to call that Mount Michigan. Because <laughs> you know, it looked like mountains. Sure, it looks like you're looking out over Colorado. And I just had an odd perspective at, at the time I was driving in. Like it really did look like a mountain backdrop. It looked like we were in the Rocky Mountains somewhere. You know, like a like a Denver where the mountains are off in the distance. That's and it's beautiful. It's a the lake is ever changing. Super cool. Whether effect. it's colors or whether the the horizon is crisp and clear or kind of foggy and makes you feel like it's an ocean. There's a lot to like about Lake Michigan. Can you get the uh, sun kind of peeking right over yeah, the right? rays start oh. to poke out? We've got a homemade living breathing postcard off our eastern shore every oh, single sure. morning. Can we add some mountains? I mean, that would really be, you know, we could, <laughs> Peggy just perked up like, ooh, wow, if we could have a great lake and mountains, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I think the closest thing we have that is the, the rock at the rock yeah. in Franklin. <laughs> right. Well, just take the picture, right, and then just put that on the brochure. Some folks probably don't know. But then they might be a bit disappointed. Oh, you don't want them to come in and be disappointed. That's correct. Yeah. But how could they be? Because what's the first thing they say about, well, you know, what, what their experience in Milwaukee is? What did they love the most? The know. people. Oh, good. Yeah, everyone I was... was so friendly. We were so nice. We were made to feel so welcome. I'm That's always glad true. to hear that. We are friendly. So, yeah, Peggy's going to give us some ideas on what exactly is bubbling up with Visit Milwaukee the rest of this year. And then, of course, the huge year of 2024 with the Republican National Convention and festivals and so many other things happening. And I understand the stadium is going to be in the news today. That is correct, Sandy. I will be actually, I have the nine o'clock news and then I'm jetting out very quickly to go down to American Family Field about an hour from now. Robin Voss, Assembly Speaker, will be leading the conversation. We are expecting to hear more concrete numbers for the latest plan out of Madison to try and get the stadium's renovations funded. And that'll be 10 uh, o'clock? 10 o'clock, yes. And then I'll be hosting Wisconsin's afternoon news, so we'll be building reaction to that plan as it's floated out. I mean, let's it's good news that there is a plan, right? And it took us months and months and months. We started talking about this late last year, early this, mm-hmm. about how there was this need, and the brewers were going to say, look— It's time for us to start talking about this. And so it's been months and months and months in the making to create this framework. Now the actual work begins because you got to get to yes. You got to get to yes in the assembly. You got to get to yes in the Senate. Governor Evers has to sign off. You also have local leaders who have contributed to this. I was told that one of the things that was holding up the what what are we waiting for? What are we still waiting for? Was the city and county component that there was some reluctance there. So. Got to get a lot of people on board yet. So it's important. This is a milestone. and It'd be great to see what's in there. But then we still got to get to yes on a lot of levels before this thing is a reality. And this involves a lot of people, not just in Milwaukee, but all around the state. Very important stuff. All right. Big news day ahead. What? Breaking news coming through a fire hose once again. Once again. We, we went through this last week, but that's what we live for. That's fine. The right. story will be keeping We're an all eye here on. for work. WTMJ Indeed. Now is next.